grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, have mercy on me. Hear my humble plea. Lord, have mercy merciful God, your bountiful goodness fills all creation. Keep us safe from all that may hurt us, that whole and well in body and spirit, we may with grateful hearts accomplish all that you would have us do, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. I invite you to be seated and for our kids to come up at this time. Everybody today, have a seat right here. I'll, I'll get down here. Thanks, Tony. All right. Come on up. Oh, yeah, you can sit right there, right there in between. Okay, so I've got a question for you. That's your little brother? Oh, that's so cool. He's two. 
Where are you going? Oh, right here. Okay, that's cool. Okay, that's fine. Okay. All right, stay away from brother. That's cool. All right, now here's a question I have for all of you. Have you ever been left out of something? All the time? It's interesting. You're right. You know what? It seems like everybody knows what it's like to be left out. Like maybe, I don't know, does it happen on the playground or something maybe? What's that? Oh, the middle school doesn't have a playground, so that doesn't work. Yours does. Yes, right. No? So how, how is it sometimes that we get left out? Can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, please. Right, so like friends might get together as a group and talk at lunch, and they didn't include you in that. And it's like, ouch, that kind of hurts, doesn't it, when you get left out. So lots of people, have, you've had this experience of being left out, right? Oh, it hurts. No, nobody likes to be left Like, I know one time, I can remember way back, I wasn't invited to a friend's party. Has that ever happened? I mean, inv inevitably, it's going to happen. Not everybody can get invited to every party, but still, it feels kind of tough to be left out just like Melissa Fent. that's right Melissa I can't even say it right but you said it right that's right that's exactly the way that's exactly the way now here's some good news even with all of your experiences of being left out which we all have God has done something come here stand up stand up stand up come over here come over here get around this big puddle of water Get around in here. God knows that we sometimes feel left out. Maybe we're a little quirky. We're a little different. Yeah, come on, Clementine, right here. And you know what God does in this water of baptism? Like, think about, look at my arms. Now, I wish I had super, like, Elastigirl arms. And I'd go all the way around you and hold you and bring you in. Because in baptism, you are brought together. You are not left out. God says, you are my child. I love you. Nothing will ever separate you from my love. Even when we feel left out by friends or the world or things we've done or left undone and tough stuff, God reaches around and holds us and grabs us and brings us. That's right. Everybody, nobody's left out. That's exactly right. Nobody's left out. He reaches around and brings us all together in this event. And that's why we say we're brothers and sisters in Christ. Because here... We're not left out. So I hope you can make sure you can help someone else know that, that they're part of this great family. All right. God bless you, and Jesus loves you. Are we having kids' word today? Yes, we are. Kim is in the back. So if you, if you are having kids' word, you can go to that, or you can head back to your parents or grandparents or aunts or uncles. And we continue now then with the word. First reading comes from Psalm, the 111th chapter. Hallelujah! I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart in the assembly of the upright in the congregation. Great are your are you works, O Lord, pondered by all who delight in them. Majesty and splendor mark your deeds, and your righteousness endures forever. You cause your wonders to be remembered. You are gracious and full of compassion. You give food to those who fear you, remembering forever your covenant, 
You have shown your people the power of your works in giving them the lands of the nations. The work of your hands are faithfulness and justice. All of your precepts are sure. They stand fast forever and ever because they are done in truth and equity. You sent redemption to your people and commanded your covenant forever. Holy and awesome is your name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who practice this have a good understanding. God's praises endures forever. Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Second reading comes from 2 Timothy, the second chapter. Remember Christ Jesus, raised from the dead, a descendant of David. That is my gospel, for which I suffer hardship even to the point of being chained like a criminal. But the word of God is not chained. Therefore I endure everything for the sake of the elect, so that they may also obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Word of the Lord.
The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 17th chapter. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered the village, ten leopards approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourself to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? But the other nine, where are they? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. Word of the Lord. Let us pray. Gracious God, may the words of my mouth, the meditation of our hearts, be acceptable in your sight, be fruitful for our faith. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So those ten lepers cry out from a distance, Kyrie eleison, Lord, have mercy. Their condition has isolated them, has separated them has kept them apart. I'm reminded about how we come before God each Sunday. We begin by getting real with God and talking about how we have missed the mark in thought, word, and deed by what we've done and left undone. We turn to God for forgiveness. That's the way we start our approach to God when we worship. If you didn't know why, that's partly why. Then we have a greeting that reminds us of our baptism, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that's the Son, the love of God, the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. We're reminded of the name in which we were baptized, the name where we were connected to God's mercy. And then we go right back to more mercy, Kyrie eleison. And I love the Kyrie of our liturgy right now. We do that because that's the way you approach God. Crying, begging, Pleading for God's mercy. So it's interesting that we approach God the way the lepers approach Jesus. We stand from a distance, isolated, separated, and we cry out, Lord, have mercy. When I think about those lepers, what leprosy did in Jesus' day, and we don't know exactly what kind of skin problem it was, it could have been the Hansen's disease that we know of today, but regardless, Levitical code would say that these people had to be separate. They had to be isolated. So they also were separated and, and kind of put out of community by necessity, not because they were horrible sinners, but because they were unclean. I start connecting, though, with all of our experiences, just like I asked the kids. You ask any kid, have you ever been left out? They know. They have. It's been a part of our human experience that we sometimes do feel left out and separated and isolated for whatever reason. I'm going to do a little footnote here. There's nothing that more powerful 
when people have the guts to walk down that sidewalk than for someone to be out there greeting them. And even more powerful that when you come to church, and so here's the footnote, if you didn't know, you didn't come to church to have your social hour. No one's laughing. <laughs> yeah, of course you came to church to connect with friends. But you know why you came to church in a different, which we'll get more into later, but one, you were you here to notice the person no one else is talking to and hightail it over there and say, hi, my name is such and such. How long have you worshipped here? And if they say 40 years, wonderful. They say this is my first Sunday, wonderful. You can literally save someone's life by walking across that narthex, that foyer out there. Because people come here, and man, they're, they're new, and it's like, I don't know that I feel a part. Is this, are these people going to make a place for me? And I know you want to, but you I just have to do a footnote here, which is much longer than the early services footnote. I'm just letting you know. Um, a footnote that is to say you can make a difference. Somebody in the early service came and said, and they, I won't name the person because I don't want to embarrass them, but they said, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for such and such. And it wasn't Happy Scott or Darling Britt going way back. It was somebody more recently. I wouldn't be here. They made me feel so welcome I came back. Hmm. There's your footnote. Okay, moving on. You know, we do feel left out, don't we? It's a part of the human condition. I think about when I was a kid, and, and you'd have two captains, and you'd pick out the teams. Oh, I see you're, you're, some of you are rolling your eyes. You still remember. Sorry for the bad memory. I was fortunate enough to be a decent athlete, so I usually got picked somewhere in the front half. But I always felt horrible for the kids that were left standing there. The last one's picked. We don't really want you on our team. Maybe they weren't even picked at all. Boy, what an injury. How that feels, makes us feel cut off. I've also known someone recently that was injured in their sports endeavors and they couldn't participate in their team anymore. And that injury just left them feeling on the outside looking in and cut off. I also know someone I care about that recently has had a real um, medical issue that's made it hard for them to function in the way they used to. And man, just that, that disability, so to speak, that different ability that, that has have left them feeling on the outside. It's a part of the human condition. It's maybe you don't fit the norm, whatever that is, but you don't fit the norm. And so because of that, you don't feel maybe apart or you can kind of feel isolated or separated or, or that there's something in between you. Um, we just feel different. I think about a woman this week as we were talking about this text and this feeling of the lepers being outside the community. She said, you know what, growing up, I have to be honest, I learned pretty early that the only reason my mom had me, this is a tragic story, really. The only reason my mom had me is to try and keep my dad in the marriage. And when that didn't work, she really didn't have much use for me. I mean, I said, did you really, did your mom say that? And she said, yeah, ba basically. I never felt close to my mom. I always felt separated and apart. Oh, how she longed to be a part of her mom's life in a very significant way, but it just was never there. I mean, I was like, oh, my goodness, how painful, how hurtful. 
C.S. Lewis does a beautiful job summing this up, and so I just want to let you hear it in his language from The Weight of Glory, a wonderful address of his. He said, we walk every day on the razor edge between these two incredible possibilities, being included or being left out. Apparently, then, our lifelong nostalgia, our longing to be reunited with something in the universe from which we now feel cut off, to be on the side of some door which we have always seen from the outside is no mere neur neurotic fancy, but the truest index of our real situation. And to be at last summoned inside would be both glory and honor beyond all our merits and also the healing of that old ache. Oh, what we do to try and heal that ache. To be included, to matter, to count. I mean, some of us try and break our way in. And in fact, tragically, the church in the past has said, well, the way to solve this problem is here's the law, do it. Do this, 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 and this, and this, and then you can be in. Luther tried that. And he realized that when he went to the scriptures, that destroys the gospel. The only thing that, <laughs> the, the only thing you need to do to be in here right now in this place is to say, Lord, have mercy. <laughs> I need your mercy, and, it's, and to turn to God in trust and faith in what he did for us in Christ. Oh, we're serious about it. We have lots of ways that we think we should live in this world and what's right and wrong, and we have some gray areas and we struggle with things, but those are not barriers for you getting in here. Neither is the color of your skin or your background, your ethnicity, whether you used to be a Baptist or now you're, you've come into the true fold of Lutheranism. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> or the other way around, or whatever it might be, or you come from any background, that happens all the time. People, well, I'm, I'm the baby Christian. I've never been here. I can't say anything. No, you are just on the same level as the person who's been here all their life for 80, 90 years, whatever it is. We feel left out, and we want to try and make our way in, and the church tragically has has used this sense of being isolated as a way to get people to do what we want them to do. Well, I want you to do lots of things, but I don't get to say that. I get to say, here's Jesus, and this guy brings you in. <laughs> That's what the gospel does. But maybe we try and be part of something because of achievements or doing all kinds of things, not just the law. Maybe we try and break our way in by conforming to the status quo or rebelling against the status quo because maybe that's the cool thing. We might try and get in by being likable and nice and caring and kind. There's all kinds of ways we try and break our way in. But we, with the lepers, stand far apart, if we're honest. And all we can do is cry out, Kyrie eleison. And then it happens. I'd like to believe it happens for you every day somehow. Certainly I'd like it to believe that it happens when you come to this house of God. Then it happens. Jesus says something to us. Go show yourself to the priests. What was Jesus telling the lepers? Is go because they're going to get put 
put, give you the permission to go back into community because by the time you get there, you're going to be made clean. And my goodness, as they go, they are made clean. And so they run to the priest because the priest will give them their readmittance to community. What is Jesus doing but cleansing them so that they can now not stand apart but be brought in? But we don't want to miss the most powerful word in all of this text. When the lepers stood far apart, the text, Luke tells us, Jesus saw them. Now, maybe a lot of rabbis, you know, the lepers would cry out, Lord, have mercy all the time. There are all these people on the fringes and the riffraff and this and that. Lord, have mercy. And, you know, and just excuse me, you know, I got stuff to do. Jesus stops. Go show yourselves to the priests. And they go. Oh, I want you to know this day and every day, I want you to know that Jesus sees you as individuals. He sees us as a group. He sees us. And he went to the cross for us to take on the thing that ultimately puts us on the outside, and that is our sin. Sin separates and in the cross, we are reconciled, and he brings us back in. We're redeemed. We're brought back. We're bought back. But the text doesn't end there. One of these lepers, for some reason, as they are headed off, and they're looking at their bodies, and they're going, Oh my, can you believe what is this? what's happening? And they're talking to each other. And one stops in his tracks. And man, oh, I'm getting back. And he runs back to Jesus. He runs back to Jesus to give thanks. He's so overjoyed. And Jesus wonders. He kind of scratches his head. Didn't I do this for ten? What happened to those ones? Was there, is it only this? And this is another key phrase in the text. This, what? Foreigner. Foreigner. Jesus, we're told, is on the border of Samaria and Galilee. Samaria is those Jewish people that really weren't Jewish, that the Jewish people could not stand, and that they could not stand the Jewish people. I mean, it was this horrible conflict, and they didn't like each other, and the Samaritans had perverted the faith, and the Jewish people had perverted the faith, and they just were enemies. And Jesus says... Is it just this foreigner? This one who's left out? Why did that one come back? And I started thinking about this, and I think about when Jesus and Peter are having a dialogue about forgiveness, and he says, oh, Peter, the one who's forgiven little loves little, but man, the one who's forgiven a lot loves a lot. Listen, when we realize our situation that we are all foreigners and we are really left out and we are outside the camp and God brings us in in Christ, oh man, it just, when we really get that, how can we not just run back to say, thank you, God? Did you know that's what you got up to do today? That you're coming here today has lots of motivations and reasons, but really, why you got up is to run your tail to this place, to this meal, 
which by the way, you know what it's called in Greek? Eucharist. Do you know what that means? Thanksgiving. You come here to this meal of thanksgiving and you say, thank you, Jesus. And Jesus says, come in. You hear it. And now I'm even going to give you a meal. And I'm going to make a place for you right here in this community. I'm going to make a place for you. Come in faith. And there's a spot around my table for you. That's why you got up today to run back here. But you know what? I hope you get that today. I hope, th I hope that just sinks into your soul today. But you know what also I, I occurs to me? That this welcome, this embrace, has to take flesh somehow, doesn't it? And I think Jesus has something about us that he wants it to take root and become flesh in us for others. I mentioned the narthex, the, the, walking across the, the room to say hello to someone. Remember that person I would mentioned earlier whose mom just really... I said, well, how did you get through that? And she said, my grandpa. It was her grandpa that made a place for her, that made her know she cared and she mattered. That's what gave her resilience to get through that. You see, it takes flesh somehow. God's welcome, his embrace of us, his bringing of us in needs to take flesh in us. That's the gift we can be for others. I think about the, all those stories of immigrants to this country and refugees in the camps throughout the world and you think about what's going on in Syria now even more so with late recent events and how like one percent of the people or two percent even have a chance of coming to this country but they still get to come to this country I remember we had um, one young gentleman come and speak to us in our congregation a couple years ago let me tell you something that brings God's welcome. That, it takes flesh in that whole experience of us making room for people who are outside looking in, who are longing for blessing. That's a way it can happen. Lutheran refugee and immigration, sir, sometimes maybe that, if in their best life, that's what they may be a part of doing. That's what we can be a part of doing. But that's, I'm just giving you some thoughts about how to do this and how this works. You know, another way that I think of I think the way we bring people in, in addition to preaching the gospel, is to sit with them long enough to hear their story. Tell me more about that. Some of the best conversations I've ever had that really brought people into Christ was listening to their experience of being outside. Why is it that you don't believe? Can you tell me more about that? And man, the pain that starts to come when you do that? Why is it that you think the church is just for hypocrites and a bunch of, you know what? Listen! And you're going to hear some pain and you're going to hear some struggle and a reason why. And in that listening, there just might be a relationship where you can do this, which is what Jesus wants us to do. You can do that for Christ. Because that's what he's done for us, isn't it? Oh, let's get up. Let's run to Jesus and thank him for making us not just cleansed, but whole. Thanks be to God. Amen.
and I want to invite um, those affirming their faith, I see Tony over there, to come on up. And I've asked some of other members of our congregation to come up and join him. And Shirley's going to come up too. That's awesome. Um, because, you know, we, I had everybody split up half and half. And then, uh, wouldn't you know, maybe because of a certain game, like most everybody showed up at the early service. So we, we don't want Shirley and Tony to be just by themselves. So you guys can turn and face me, Tony. Perfect. And Shirley, you're, there we go. All right. Perfect. Dear friends, we give thanks for the gift of baptism and for these people, one with us in the body of Christ who are making public affirmation of their baptism and enjoying our fellowship in the gospel and mission to connect more to Christ. Bonnie Cray, Tony Hernandez, Grant Furness, David Swift, and Karen Miller, and Joanne Nelson. The following persons have come to us from other churches, and we are delighted to have them. Members of One Holy Catholic and Apostolic Church into our fellowship in the gospel and mission. Shirley Chu, Ashley Marks, Linda Nelson, Karen and Patty Bird, Deanna Gossett, and Joan Budman. Thank you, David. Let us pray. We thank you that you have drawn us all to you through the gospel of our Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ. Bless these who are joining us in our call to connect more to Christ and to love and serve Kitsap and the world. We ask this in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, in holy baptism, our Lord Jesus Christ received you and made you members of his church. In the community of God's people, you have learned from his word God's loving purpose for you and all creation. You've been nourished at his holy table and called to be witnesses to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, therefore, I ask you to profess your faith in Christ Jesus, reject sin, and confess the faith of the church, the faith in which we baptize. Do you renounce all the forces of evil, the devil, and all his empty promises? Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. those affirming their baptism today and for all the baptized everywhere, that they may be redeemed from all evil and rescued from the way of sin and death. We pray that the Holy Spirit may open their hearts to your grace and truth and they may be kept in the faith and communion of your holy church. Lord, in your mercy, that we all may be sent into the world to connect more to Christ and witness to your love. Lord, in your mercy, Gracious God, we pray for our world, all those suffering in wars and in difficult, difficult realities of 
being refugees. We pray for our country and government. We pray for cities and neighborhoods, for justice and peace. Lord, in your mercy. God, we pray for all those on our prayer list today. We particularly remember and give thanks for Bob and Ann Cummings as they celebrate their 50th wedding anniversary. We pray and thanks for Jewel. We pray and thanks for your promise of love for Jewel. And we pray, especially in this difficult time, as her daughter Meg is going through blindness and Alzheimer's. Um, hold her and her daughter and all the family in your care. God, we pray for the family and friends of Gail Crenshaw and his death, for Ace as he continues his vision rehab at the VA, for Terry Randolph as she continues to recover from knee replacement, for Mary Huff recovering um, at home now, um, or at assisted living at Krista. And God, we also pray for Bruce Pringle in the death of his son. And so hold him in your care. God, for all those facing cancer and all our deployed military and support in their families, all on our continued prayer list who need your touch and your healing, we hold them all before you. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O oh Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. You have made public confession of your faith. Do you intend to continue in the covenant God made with you in holy baptism, to live among God's faithful people, to hear his word and share in his supper, to proclaim the good news of God in Christ through word and deed, to serve all people following the example of our Lord Jesus, and to strive for justice and peace in all the earth? I do, and I ask God to help me guide People of God, do you promise to support these sisters and brothers and pray for them in their life in Christ? We do. I'm going to have you guys turn around now. And we have a special prayer of blessing for all of you. And so if you want to hold out your hand as we pray this prayer, you can. Gracious Lord, through water and the Spirit, you have made these men and women your own. You forgave them all their sins and brought them to newness of life. Continue to strengthen them with the Holy Spirit and daily increase in them your gifts of grace, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in your presence. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Let us rejoice with these brothers and sisters in Christ. We rejoice with you in the life of baptism. Together we will give thanks and praise to God and proclaim the good news to all the world. Before we give you a, a word of applause, Shirley, um, you know, Shirley has a really cool story. Um, she, and as a refugee, um, her husband as a Lutheran pastor, a missionary in China, and um, well, I, I don't have time to go through it, but it's an amazing, wonderful story, and we just are so thankful that you and your wonderful daughter, Elizabeth, are part of our congregation. Um, Tony over here, um, chief of police in Milton, um, 
and uh, lives in our area and comes to us also kind of from another congregation from our saviors a while back. Tony, we're just delighted to have you. And, of course, these guys standing up with you guys to affirm their faith. You know, they're just here. No, no, anyway. They're with, it's, it's cool and symbolic to, to just be uh, stand up with you and, and welcome you into our, our faith community. Are there any others who are transferring that are in here that are here today that I might have missed to just recognize you today? Okay. The piece, oh, oh, Joan, Joan, uh, Don's mom, Joan, who, who um, is transferring here. Joan, stand up for a minute. Um, she's in the bulletin, and we like to recognize transfers, but Joan is officially, um, you know, moved here and is, and transferred into our congregation, so um, saying the obvious, we are just delighted to have you be a part of this congregation. Okay, yes, thank you. Now the peace of the Lord be with you all. Please share that peace with those around you. so glad you're here today. Keep, keep having that uh, connection time with one another. Hopefully some new and old connections there. We're glad you're here. We want you to uh, sign the friendship pad and pass it along the way as you're uh, welcoming one another. Uh, this is a great place to note your presence here with us in worship. Um, and it's also a place to put some more information if you're new to SLC, email address or address for us to send you a uh, a letter of thanks or a note of thanks there. Um, check out the beacon. That has a lot of uh, ministry opportunities that are, that are coming up. So um, look through it because we're not really going through a whole bunch of announcements uh, today. And then also that ministry card, that's a way to connect with different ministries, offer prayer concerns, um, that kind of thing is, as well. So um, as we pre prepare for the offering today, as we give our gifts to God this day, um, we want to just hold up all of the ministries that are happening, um, both personally with you and collectively in this congregation. All right. And with that, I uh, want to share our offering this day.
Let us pray. God of mercy and grace, we are Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ, who on the cross opened his arms and welcomed all. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. Lord, remember us in your love as we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. God's gifts are ready for you. I invite you to be seated and to come forward as you're invited to the table.
I invite you to rise as you're able. May the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Amen. God of abundance, with this bread of life and cup of salvation, you have united us with Christ, making us one with all your people. Now send us forth in the power of your spirit that we may proclaim your redeeming love to the world and continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Before we are sent out, we do have a special postlude kind of sending song that Justin will play in honor of the Navy's 244th birthday today. So. Good. We are grace-filled. Go in peace and serve the Lord. Thanks.